It is the Krisha and Frank show, and no one is happier than me. <laughs> really? Than, that you came back. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> of course I came back. You I, were you were toying with I me. I took my estrogen. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you were toying me with me at the end of yesterday's episode. I was. You mentioned me being perimenopausal. Is that the right word? Premenopausal? I don't know. Uh, I'm Leanne, not. My, but... Our friend Leanne Morgan had mm-hmm. so, much, so much great material on I that. I know, y'all. Listen. And I know that she's at least 10 years older than you at least yeah my mom although my mom went through menopause now i'm talking like leanne morgan sweetie love her so much she's so funny um my mom went through menopause at a very early age but my mom had also had a radical hysterectomy after she had my brother so that tends to make things go faster okay all right but uh no i'm 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 just me yeah, well, you cracked me up. It was very funny. <laughs> so it is the Christian Frank Show. We're on uh, YouTube. We are trying so hard to get to that 1,000 mm-hmm. subscriber level on YouTube. We got a ways to go. But we're making progress. Yeah. You know, I've got uh, friends and family members who have been clicking and signing up. You know, I don't because... have any friends, and my family doesn't like me. <laughs> I mean, facts is facts. <laughs> I don't have to watch. I mean, so I've really, some of my family, I've just said... You know, I, I sent an email to the family saying, if you could just subscribe. Yeah. You know, I don't really, frankly, don't care if you watch it or not. And one of my, one of my relatives criticized me and said, don't put that in there. <laughs> don't mention that part. But that you get, Don't mention matter. that you got fired from your other job. I'm like, well, I was going for the sympathy. Right. See, and because if I can get to 1,000 subscribers, we monetize the channel and I'll get literally pennies. Well, and and the fact of the matter is, that's the facts. <laughs> and, and I don't think that you should should diminish what is going on in your life yeah for other people yeah so it's 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 that's the the nuts and bolts of it is we've got to get to a thousand and then we work our way up from Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. you know if if those uh fine folks in the smokies can have forty thousand subscribers we'll be okay we can certainly get a thousand and then we'll we'll get there higher up now one of the things that has been successful is uh, the interaction we're getting emails and comments and, and we have so many people reaching out and commenting and, and sharing our, our YouTube link on Facebook. Yeah. And screenshotting our show and <laughs> joking about but um we also Well you got a nice uh, message from Bruce about the uh, Sharps Ridge episode. I did. I did. That was awesome. He enjoyed my turkey. Who wouldn't? <laughs> I watched it multiple times myself. I enjoyed the sound effects. You've gotten a little out of control with the sound effects, but I have slowed down on that. It was just though we did these episodes out at Sharps Ridge, and there was a lot of bad. Well, you know, we we, before we really started, we were joking around and uh, (laughs) dropped the s bomb. Yeah. And Krisha said, "Can you edit bleep that?" Because I wasn't even going to start the episode there. I was going to wait and do it after. Just being silly. So I was just being silly to see if I could figure out, learn, and how to do this. (laughs) Because it's like my friend Bean over in England yeah. is also trying to learn iMovie. At the same time because you Because he, he has always had a staff of, of producers. He mm-hmm. is now all of a sudden, he's doing a podcast with Ali who's in Los Angeles and he's in London. And the two of them are trying to do it. And it's a two-person show. So all of these things. He's got actually got a much steeper learning curve than I do. Yeah, he's trying to do it without having someone in person. And without having in his entire 30-year career at K-Rock just being... 
the star superstar DJ right. and having a staff to do all of the production. Yeah, look at that. Right. So now, he, so anyway, he had a big problem with uh, iMovie, and I kind of so how on the horse are you? <laughs> so I'm teaching myself similar, so I can relate. Yeah. You know, so I know I found those sound effects, and then when I jumped off the <laughs> the railing. Not only did the camera shake, <laughs> but the sound that was complete distortion. All it, really? it sounded. Yes, I'll have to find the original file because it just goes to, <laughs> and it's all redlined. The audio just goes talky talky talky, and then this red line of noise like a train has run through. And I thought, I just you can't. How am I gonna <laughs> mute that? So it's I replaced. So, so I was gonna I was gonna cut that out that audio out anyway, so and then I replaced it with this glissando of me gently floating <laughs> down to the ground. So um, we'd mentioned the oh, interaction has been yeah. great, and we have our PayPal. Yes, it's our Gmail address, right. and you just PayPal us money. And um, we want to thank Tanya Cinnamon for PayPaling us money, but with a challenge. With a challenge, because we have talked about in several episodes, my granny, who is 93, drinks buttermilk and eats Little Debbie cakes. Is that a granny thing? Because my grandma, my uh, who's been dead for quite a while. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Was the only other person I've ever known who drank buttermilk. Yeah, it must be. I mean, my granny I mean, grew I had two like, grandmas, but I'm talking about my dad's mom would right. drink buttermilk. And I thought, who? Why? I don't I don't know if it's a, a generational thing or a, I, I don't know where your grandma was from. But my granny grew up in Jefferson City, Tennessee with a coal miner dad. Yeah. And uh, he became like a handyman in Jefferson City. My granny tells this story that they had the only phone in like a three mile radius because he worked for the pharmacist in town uh, and the pharmacist well mr gower i don't have no idea the pharmacist put a phone in their house so that he could get yeah i didn't i'm i don't know that one <laughs> mr gower you gave the wrong pills what's that from it's a wonderful life oh anyway so yeah he worked for the, somebody worked for the pharmacist i like that movie i just don't know that <laughs> I'm not really good at movie quotes. Okay. Anyway. I'm uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> but he put a phone in my granny's house so that he could reach uh, my my yeah, great granddad when he needed him. And my granny talked about it being what she called a party line. Yeah. So when you pick up the phone, if Erlene three talking. miles away was talking, you'd pick up on their conversation. And you'd have to like do a little like a certain click to let them know you needed a line. Uh-huh. And you didn't say anything, you just did a little click, click, click. And I think that's so fascinating to me. Yes. But that's that's my granny, Mary Mac Bohannon. She and could have spoken and said, I need the line, hey. but you don't want to let on to the other third party the who you know, who's mm -hmm. not in your little party line. Oh, but you're can telling you your neighbor without telling who they're talking to. Can you imagine though? That was a thing on many shows. It was a plot device yeah. on many different TV shows about a party line. And even being an urban person, <laughs> you know, my grandma, both my grandmas are from the Bronx. Mm -hmm. um, my mom's mom, and, and they, they bought a country house, a cottage way out on the end of Long Island. Mm -hmm. And that house had a party line well into the 1970s. Wow. <laughs> you know? Everybody knows everybody's business. Yeah, and, but you hardly use the phone, you know, because you know it was just a right. it was a summer cottage, but you had to have a phone, <laughs> so it was cheaper just to get the party line. Yeah, yeah. So Tanya Cinnamon um, sent some money via PayPal for <clears throat> buttermilk, but she added to it because the I, challenge was I said on the show, send us money and we'll make Krisha drink buttermilk. Right. 
So I bought some buttermilk. Thank you, Tanya, for mm -hmm. the money. This looks cultured whole butter. It's whole milk. They had a low-fat buttermilk, which would have come in a smaller container, but yeah. I thought that does, seemed counterintuitive. I think I needed the, the full strength to this get the experience. Is, it's got locust bean gum. Oh, the old L LB LBG. Cultured milk, locust salt, bean gum. modified cornstarch, tapioca starch, sodium citrate, locust bean gum. Okay, I didn't read all this. And carrageenan. You know C -A -R -R -A -G -E -N -A -N. what? C-A-R-R-A-G-E-N-A-N. You know what? Is the low-fat buttermilk uh -huh. had high fructose corn syrup or something in it as a thickening as a thickener uh -huh. so what this i'm this guessing has modified cornstarch uh did i say starch i meant syrup yeah but um so what they've done then is instead of making actual buttermilk is they've mm -hmm. made a buttermilk like product right by adding gum as a thickener locust bean gum what yeah. is locust bean gum cultured milk salt Cornstarch. I see what you're talking or about. Or carob bean gum is a vegetable-based thickener and stabilizer derived from the seeds of carob trees that grow in the Mediterranean. It's found in ice cream, yogurt, and cheese. Okay, that would explain why the expiration date is so far off. And then the very next thing is, can locust bean gum cause diarrhea? <laughs> this is going to be great. Let's get to drinking it. Well, we also... I but yeah, Tanya some... added something else to dr just drinking buttermilk. Should I have heated this up? Nah. Because I kept it in the fridge to keep it. Let's see if there's any locust bean gum. Oh, God. I can't. There's emulsifier in this. There's xanthan gum. Mm -hmm. Xanthan gum. Oh, do you want to give it a sniff? Boy, is it bad? Un it my memory, like buttermilk. My memory of buttermilk from my grandma drinking it in New York is horrific. Is <laughs> It smells like it's gone bad. Right, because that's what buttermilk is. Is bad milk? It's bad milk. Look at the date on it. It's, it's November seventeenth. It's just smells it's like. Look at how thick this is. I don't know what day I'm showing this. Oh, look at how thick. Oh. oh, it's like drinking bad melted ice cream. But this is what my my granny drinks glasses of this. I need to figure out what episode of Batman it was. I should have googled it before. But I've I've used buttermilk to make cornbread, my whole life. Uh, what's the cornmeal that just came back recently? Um. Like it, it went out of business for a long time. Oh, in the brown package. Anyway, I, you take that cornmeal, some eggs, some buttermilk, get that bad boy going. Oh, okay. are we doing this? Oh, it was a King Tut episode. Um, yeah, King Tut was poisoning the water supply. Mm -hmm. Batman mm -hmm. uh, drank protect was protected from the elixir by uh, drinking uh, lots of buttermilk. So Tanya suggested that we crumble cornbread up into Poison. the buttermilk okay well so i think is that how you i no jerry googled what do you do with cornbread uh -huh. tanya's instructions were here's money uh -huh. for corn cornbread and buttermilk make uh -huh. her eat it that way okay so jerry googled it and sent it to us that you uh -huh. you crumble it and i got a bowl if you want that uh -huh. um, oh that's good okay. i'm just prepping my mouth for oops sorry all right so here's some butter here's some but cornbread. we're just gonna take sips of this right because this is this is what my this is Granny Bohannon. Cheers. Oh, and it's bad luck to cheers without making eye contact. The whole point in, in cheersing. Yes. Um, Emily Newport and I 
um, have this. Uh, you we, didn't make eye contact. We joke about. Well, I'm. I'm right. But the whole joke is when you're cheersing, you're actually commemorate. Like you're commemorating the moment. You're you're saying hi. How are you? Hi, how are Hi, you? Hi, how are you? I'm but fine. what everybody does is they stare at the glasses. Right, because I don't want to break. These are. I, We've already I, talked about this. Precious not, glasses. Not on the show yet. Right, but, but these are um, these are fig jam glasses from Cracker Barrel, and they stopped selling them. <laughs> okay. And I've only got two left because I've broken so many of them just well, in we the won't just, break just them. while washing them. But here we go. Oh jeez. Oh, that's just my. Oh, that is. Unpleasant. Got, it's kind of like yogurt. Yeah, I, I mean, if, all right. Um, if I think of it that way, it's yogurt. You know, you could just dump the. I'm just. I'm having a little. I just put the bread in here. We do it. I don't know. I brought you a spoon. I brought you a fork. Yeah, I, brought I got you a this. Knife. Let's... Thank you, Tanya. Am I supposed to hold this up to the camera so you like in all of our other eating episodes? Oh my god! I don't god. think I can reach. Oh my god. Well, we didn't pay for it. We got mm. it for free. Thank you, Tanya. It doesn't make it taste any better. Well, it makes the cornbread taste worse, but it makes the buttermilk taste better. Oh my the cornbread has is got a lot of sweetness in it. If I had to finish this, which I won't, I would totally soak it up in as much, you know, cornbread um, as possible. So... Is there another weird thing that we should make Krisha try on the show? What is that? This isn't Fear Factor. I forgot about that show. I worked on that show at what? Universal Studios. Oh, um, I meant like the actual TV show with Joe Rogan. I did for a minute. Which reminds me, weird things. No. You like weird things. I, <clears throat> I do. Yeah? And I'm assuming that buttermilk builds strong bones. No, uh, which you're going to need. <clears throat> when you... Oh. Um, that is something. Bonezones.com, don't forget the S, mm -hmm. is uh, the official website for uh, Dr. Bill Bass. You know, I, I have a Facebook page mm -hmm. that used to be a campaign to get Dr. Bass on a postage stamp. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, that that campaign kind of petered out, so I just changed it to a regular Dr. Bass Facebook mm -hmm. page. Well, people think that Dr. Bass is on Facebook, so I'm always writing and saying, well, actually, mm -hmm. I'm just the mm -hmm. MC. Mm -hmm. Bonezones.com. Mm -hmm. oh. Don't forget the S. Is where you can find out all about uh, if Dr. Bass ever has another public speaking appearance anytime mm -hmm. in the next year or so, whenever it finally we get around to doing that again. So in the meanwhile, you can buy the amazing uh, merchandise like the T-shirts and the hats, the challenge coins. And the books. All the different Jefferson Bass mm -hmm. books and all of the, the nonfiction, the two nonfiction that I think it makes up to about 10 altogether. Yeah. They're all so good. They're yeah. so good. And I actually read the doc, like the Jefferson Bass books before you and I knew each other. We may have known each other, but before it yeah. became a thing yeah. that you and I had. Well, I yeah. was, you know, figuring out my history with all of that. And it really just came from, I started by interviewing, doing radio interviews with yeah. the authors when these books were coming out. And they always complimented me because of mm -hmm. all the interviews they would do. And if you... Um, are one of the local TV anchors who regularly interviews Dr. Bass. Please fast forward past this insult. Of all the interviews, mm -hmm. I'm the only one who ever read the book. <laughs> so I was the only one asking any kind of relevant questions. All the other interviews, 
it, they would just rehash the same old stories. Yeah. You know, how did you start the body farm? Well, I would, I was doing, you know, 200, 300 level work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I actually read the book. They're so good. Well, uh, not to bonezones.com. Don't forget the S. Check it out. You'll right. love it. Not to belabor the point, but when I did um, radio interviews for like CMA Awards, yeah. ACM Awards, one thing that I I lived by in interviewing people was I I knew their single and I I would get by that you mean I knew what single that they had out on their, the radio, their record what what they were yes. there to promote not I that they are that. unmarried but right. that, yeah. they they would give you a sheet of paper they would send you this thing that would tell you they're promoting this or mm -hmm. don't mention this yeah my job was to make sure that they got to talk about it yes not to bring it up see and that's the difference between being an improviser uh -huh. and being a insecure radio DJ right and there's a lot of them and they get really annoyed with you when you start talking about something that you have looked up and you realize that this artist may be interested in or it may have done yeah. recently if you ever listen to a want to listen to a radio interview ever mm -hmm. and you happen to be driving along just for fun look up Wikipedia and see or IMDB mm -hmm. and see if that DJ has done nothing more than read the first few credits because this is what comedians mm -hmm. and actors can't stand is the DJ goes through and just starts at the top which are the oldest mm -hmm. IMDB credits yeah and they don't know because they don't know what to say that the questions are so always, you grew up in Kentucky how did you get started in the business? How did you get started in the business? Tell us about your single. You got a new single coming out? If you listen to any interview or if you watch uh, any interview... You'd be lucky if they say, tell us about your single. Usually it's a yes-no question. Uh -huh. That's like... So you have a new single coming out. Yeah. So this song is about dogs, right? <laughs> You're yeah. opening a new restaurant in Gatlinburg? Yep. That's cool. right. Cool. Make statements. Anyway, uh, don't get me on a tangent. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the art of interviewing. It's so much fun. I, but... But I'm not saying I'm good at it. I'm just saying I'm good at talking to people. And listening. And, and just enjoying people. I would, like, get into actual conversations yeah. with people. I didn't know. You don't know. Famous people are still just normal human beings who well, go doo-doo. Like, it's the same people. <laughs> you, see, when you prepare for an interview, you, ha you have a list. Of, you might have a list of questions that sometimes <laughs> the... Especially if it's like a dry topic, the the public relations firm will t send you. Mm -hmm. Here's a list of questions to ask the doctor about that disease, mm -hmm. and, and they might actually, you know, want you to do it in order, which is not good. Yeah. But there's a many number of ways you can prepare. Uh -huh. Okay, so many of the DJs, and even Jay Leno was a terrible interviewer. Um, David Letterman never watched the movie, never read the book. Like not was notorious for never doing any. But research. he was better than Leno, where they would stand behind Leno with a card, <laughs> and if you're, if I'm Leno and you're being interviewed, uh -huh. he's not even looking at you. He's looking at the card behind you, and waiting for you to stop talking so he can read the card yeah. with the next question. And it's terrible. And, and you're in your audience. You can see this. It's, it's, <laughs> I would go to the audience. I'm like, why? This is awful. <laughs> Whereas, not again to belabor the point or not to boast, what I would do is I would absorb as much of the material mm -hmm. as I could. and and then But then it's all in there like mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. And I don't have an order to it. It's Same. just in there. It's okay? there. It's in so then room. the celebrity says something. Anything. Don't trigger They're me with mashed telling potatoes a story. again. <laughs> it was sweet potatoes. I'm okay, almost good. positive. Yeah. It might have even been yams with mm, marshmallows on top. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then they say something. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh. And you pull something out of that pile. Yeah. And you, and you ask about it. And they look at you like, 
This never happened to me in an interview before, (laughs) because this person has connected two un. Two different things that yeah. are obviously related. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> they, melt, they melt down. They love it so much. It really is. And, and I, you know, when I would prepare to go to the ACMs or CMAs and interview people, or like the the CMA week. Yeah. Um, you're like, there's no way you can prepare. They send you a, a zip file with 200 artists that you may or may not see, Oof. and here are the copy points for each individual one. Do you know what I did? What? Never open the damn thing. Yeah, you Never. Can, you can do your own research in a different way. Never. And what I would do is I would plug it into the computer the day of the interviews, yeah. and they're like, okay, because you don't even know who's coming and who, yeah. and and they'd be like, okay, uh, you've got Garth Brooks uh, coming up next, and you've got uh, two minutes. And then some unknown right after that. Yeah. And, but then three other people, because Garth has been delayed, three other people who you have no idea who they are are sliding in. And then you've got Ricky Skaggs and um, Ray Stevens, for the love of Lord, who comes in there and gets a little grab handy, and somehow you've got to navigate all of that. Ray Stevens? Oh, Lord have mercy. Cabaret? I mean, come on. I'm not surprised. Come on. It's Ray Stevens. They call him the streak. He gets, you know, you get a little when you when you hug a woman. If your hand, if your hand lands right here, oh, that's too I'm close. I'm gonna call you grab handy. That's too close. Brett Michaels, I'm looking at you. Do not. Oh no. In fact, no, no. I'm gonna give you a picture right here. There she does it again. The I dream of genie pose. That's uh, that's some Brett Michaels. Oh, okay. That's that's it's, it's grab I mean, handy. Oh, it's it. I mm. a couple of years ago started doing the Keanu Reeves thing in mm-hmm. photos where his hands are always visible. It's I call it the Disney. Oh, when you work at Disney as a, any as when you are friends with any character, when yeah. you're in your both hands always have to be visible in the picture. And so you'll see if you look at yeah. any picture, people with it, you'll see princesses with both hands here. Yeah, you'll see like characters that are like this. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I started doing that, just keeping my hands in front in mm-hmm. the neutral pose, um, because this you know first of all it looks terrible when yeah. you're being photographed and you're trying to wrap your hands around everybody like a mm-hmm. like a condor mm-hmm. it looks bad yeah mm. yeah so yeah so okay that's grab handy i'll tell you one quick uh, before we wrap this episode i'm going to give you a tiny <laughs> anecdote <laughs> about the press tours yes uh it was at the MTV Video Music Awards mm-hmm. that year it happened to be in Los Angeles i'm pretty sure Nirvana performed yeah. on that show it was at the uh, UCLA campus well anyway so we're in the press tour the before that maybe the day before the after before mm-hmm. and they're bringing all these famous stars by and my friend Rodney Lee Conover who is a comedian and I are working on a rap station a hip-hop <laughs> station called Power 106 <laughs> nice. we have there's really very little none of the hip-hop artists are coming yeah <laughs> but so we get to talk to comedian Bill Hicks yeah who is genius and, and that was like mind-blowing yeah that we got to talk to Bill Hicks well then anyway, then they bring over Lindsay Buckingham Everyone loves Lindsay Buckingham, but we decided to be jerks because we only, only would talk to him about the song Holiday Road from <laughs> National Lampoon's Vacation. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we love that song so much. So if you're li- the only thing you about. <laughs> well, you'll be get a few minutes. So we figured we better get right to the meat. So tell us about holiday. It's <laughs> about writing that. Was Chevy involved? Why does that sound so awesome? Was, was it? Were you inspired by anything particular? <laughs> what in your background inspired you 
Right. And exactly, do you, is there a specific road where you holiday? <laughs> yeah. I need to get Rodney Lee Conover to start watching this show. Is there traffic on Holiday Road? If there's traffic on Holiday Road, what does it look like? I miss Rodney Lee Conover. We used to go. He, <laughs> I, he and Ted Big Balls Ramsey used to do... Big Balls <laughs> Ramsey? what you just say? That was his name. Okay. He, they would go. I went to... God, a, I hate radio so <laughs> No, no, he was a comedian. Okay. He was a stand-up comic. And he... I mean, they're the same thing. <laughs> and he had their prop, I suppose. Oh. But we drove up to the Cask and Cleaver in Bakersfield so that I could watch <laughs> Ted open mm. for Rodney mm-hmm. doing stand-up. At a <laughs> okay. You don't... There's so much. There's so much I haven't told you. There's just so much. Like, when you just start naming, like, you can't... You can't have a normal conversation if you've ever worked in radio and or comedy. Yeah. Um, Tom Segura has one of my favorite jokes ever talking about the show First 48. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about when you're watching the yeah. show First 48. It's the first 48 hours of emergency response. Yeah, the, the uh, interrogators refuse to, to, to not use the street names of people. <laughs> and his joke is saying they're sitting there in this room and they're like, did you or did you not know Dookie Shoes? <laughs> And it just made me think of you're sitting in an important meeting where people are being super serious and everybody's talking about the budget and they're like, Squirtle and Bucket Knob. (laughs) Tell us about your station. (laughs) And it's supposed to be real. It's your real life as you're sitting in a room with somebody named Squirtle and Bucket Bucket knob. Yeah, because that's their radio names, oh, and that's what God. everybody calls them. We got to get out of here. I'm, All right, I can't even handle myself. So, thank you. You, thank, you don't have to listen to radio anymore. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, yeah. Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, yeah. Stitcher, TuneIn, Pandora, uh, Spotify. I signed up for Spotify, mm-hmm. so, and I got our subscribe. Triple A and SOAS over here. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> So, you can listen to us every morning in, on those things, or you can watch the YouTubes like uh, Bruce does for lunch. And uh, please subscribe. Help us get to a thousand. Pancake and, and, and yam. In the morning. <laughs> so, all you got to do is we wrap the episode and sit still quietly. Oh, guys. I guess we can make noise. Uh, is to please hit the subscribe button. <laughs> And maybe watch the suggested episode. From <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> it's the Krisha and Frank show.